Welcome back to the penultimate Hurt Helmets of the regular season. But don't worry, the have playoffs we, are yet no, to we got come. two more. Oh, with shit, the, do we? The, oh, what's God, the, so yeah, what's, <laughs> what's the word? Sake. There's another word oh. purely from doing comedy. That's the penultimate, penultimate, the one before. I don't know. With that, there's two more. There's, there's, uh, we got Sunday and then the following Sunday and then that's it. So all the teams have got two games left. Right. Yeah, and this yeah, is yeah. Uh, this is where the business, this is the business end. This is when we're finding out who's got the balls, who's been playing well, who's coming yeah. back, and who's going to go into uh, the the magic of fucking NFL playoffs. Yeah, which is what everyone wants. So and I think, of, uh, yeah, it's going to as be of fun. as of right now, uh, a quarter of the teams in the league are eliminated. Now you may think, you may think rationally, you, you say, hey. Uh, playoff uh, playoffs of which 14 teams of a 32-team league can get into is essentially a crapshoot. And you know what? Rationally, you'd be right. And yeah, I did mention this in the first episode of the podcast. On the other hand, I am give a shit. I'm all in it emotionally. It's a lot of fun. Um, yes. So His hearts are going to be broken in the next two weeks. Yeah. Uh, People I, are going to be fucking up. Especially because, honestly, again, if you don't get into the playoffs, you are bad. Like, when over half the league can get... The thing is, right, there's every... Um, we've talked a bit about the structure of it and how sometimes it would be can, can be kind of unfair on some teams. But now that 14 teams get into the playoffs out of 32, like, if you don't get in, you're t- there, there's a reason. Your team is bad. It is what it is. So here are the yeah. bad teams. Number one, Houston Texans, a pooling team who did actually scrape out a win this week. Uh, I like him. I like him, man. I'm a bit. I'm a fan. I think they play with heart. They uh, they did. Uh, they the played Dolphins horribly play, with uh, heart, and they're very boring. <laughs> yeah, I I, uh, I I think they're getting those two wins. You know, they they they've taken a lot of really good teams all the way down. Uh, I think if we're looking at all of these teams, which if we go through one by one, that's fine. I think the Texans, they're going to have some good draft picks. I don't think. I think this is a a little blip on the road rather than. Uh, a rotting that's set in for a long time. Which so some of these some, teams have that rotting. They've had some weird stuff recently, and I've heard I've heard some stuff about their um, their management and so on. But I don't think like Lovey Smith is not a bad coach. That's something to get out of the way right there. Uh, he's been like he's a he's been as um, he was head coach of the Bears when they're in the Super Bowl in two thousand and six. You know, he's been uh defensive coordinator for the Rams, like when they're in their Super Bowl. There's no and I know that might seem like a while ago, but I just don't I don't see it. I don't see that he's bad. Like he, no. yeah. maybe a quarterback, you know, maybe they get some guy in. Maybe, you know, I they're think tough, that they are they're a tough team. Right. I don't think this is the end of the world. You know what, actually, so here are the teams in the, of the teams that are that are that are bad. They're a limit. So already Houston Texans, Bears, Cardinals, Broncos, Colts, Falcons, Rams, Browns. Now the following teams, I'm going to place these out there, are fucked. Cardinals, um, Broncos, Colts, and Falcons. Texans, Bears, and Rams, and I hate to say it, the Browns do have something to them. Yes. The Browns are more eliminated. The thing is, when you look at all these records, six and nine, there's fucking loads of six and nine teams. Well, there's three six and nine teams uh, that are still 
on the bubble. Like potentially, it's mathematically going to be quite tricky, but they could still do it. So I think the the Black Browns are just elim- eliminated out of default. And you know, as much as he is a total piece of shit, you know, y- you could get some um, you could get some pretty good pretty good years out of name redacted. I do not uh, believe that I I do not believe that name redacted will be bad next year. I no, just he like be. he's been bad this year because he literally hasn't been allowed to train. That like it's that simple. Like you can't yeah. you, he doesn't go from that year at the Texans to this being bad. Like it's not he's not been allowed to train. It is what it is. Like he will be. They've good also next got a powerful year. defense. They got powerful um, defense. They got a lot of people coming in. Like it's. I think that, that it's not the end of the world for them. Um, and potentially they might. They they might even finish. Uh, yeah. They could potentially even finish the season at five hundred. So, which is fine. The LA Rams um, are also another team that honestly are going to be fine. Like Sean McVay is definitely still one of the best minds in football, and honestly had like I, I had Matt Stafford not been injured I they yes. I think they'd be looking at way more wins than this and also the I know that the other week we tweeted uh we tweeted that Baker Mayfield is good when getting doing the bare minimum is the vibe but he yeah. was sick this week and now that's that can be a full storm like when he when he was drafted by the Browns, he had some brilliant games for them. So you should, you can't just look at it at that. But I do sometimes think that occasionally, and this is this is also this is another this is the thing that happened that's happening with the 49ers this year with their um Mr. Irrelevant. He, by the way, it like you can already tell the like relevant stuff which you're gonna throw out in the in the playoff run and stuff with him. So much hat to be and also for the brief period with uh where Geno Smith was doing really well with the Seahawks and I know that that's not necessarily oh, yeah. lasted the whole season but to be honest yeah. he still played pretty well for most of it like so much has got to be that like the coaching setup is the coaches and the team management is built in a way that allows them to to be successful um yeah. but then um I'm t- like I've I've I listened to a, a a podcast. I want to call it a rival podcast, even though again, it's millions to like a handful of listeners. We love but, you, handful guys. Yeah, no, we love you, good. handful. We love you, handful. Thank you for sticking with us. I was listening to Bucky Brooks' podcast, and I, I don't really know what he's like as a scout. I know that he did QB stuff, um, and he and he he made a really interesting point about this can happen. That this can happen with a quarterback that. When you bring one of these guys in, they're basically like a better version of a rookie. Where like, they're yeah. when you when you put a talented rookie in, like you know, you, if you've drafted like a Lamar Jackson or someone like that, you, what you do is you make it relative. You try and make it relatively simple for them. As long as you've got a pretty stacked team already, you can make it relatively simple for them. And you go and you're like, first, do no harm. You know, you make these plays where they they've got a very obvious one read. And then if they don't, the option will be throw it away or run a few yards. You know, things like that, which make it a bit more simple for them. And then after a sort of year or two of them bedding themselves in and becoming kind of a leader of the team, then what you need to do is start taking these support crutches away and give them a much broader playbook. And the problem with that is at that point, the ones that are slightly less talented, it all falls apart a bit for. But if you don't do it, it's because... 
the opposing defenders have like learned so much about your tendencies that they'll easily be able to close down the, your more simplified playbook. And he said, the thing is when you get someone like Mayfield or someone in, they are talented. Of course they are. There's a reason they're the number one pick. Um, and you sort of do the same. And it's like a more advanced version of the rookie because they don't know the playbook, but they've got tons of NFL experience. They've got all of that so that you don't have to worry about any of that. They'll do really well. But again, you're still going to get to the point where you need them to kind of take the keys to the whole offense. And you're not necessarily going to be able to do that. And I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, I think the the Rams game this week kind of showed that there is a lot of power there. There's a lot of um, uh, they are that they won the fucking Super Bowl. Like these, these guys won the Super Bowl. Uh, it's it's very rare that this happens and that a team doesn't bounce back to at least be competitive or at least even make the yeah. postseason. But it's putting fifty one points even on the Broncos is is pretty impressive. Uh, obviously, great defensive performance for the most guys um, and. Generally speaking, I'm not. I'm. I'm scared about the Rams next season. I'm sure that they'll be fine. They've got some moves to make. They've also absolutely going to be uh, full health. And I think if they can just, maybe they were just knackered after last season. You know, they they could have just given it everything, and then it just hasn't happened. But yeah, I as think... far as looking down the road for them, I'm not like as far as comparing the two other teams that aren't mm. in the playoffs. I think the LA Rams are going to be absolutely fine next season. They don't have they don't have that many draft picks this year and they because they famously bet the house on bringing people in to win the Super Bowl last year and it works. It but they're actually still the nuclear the thing is I think that that was very over dramatized and especially when they lost a bit this year everyone was like oh it's AC they they're not going to do it again. But firstly like how many like even teams that are considered good like with really good records who are not called the Patriots in the sort of 2010s, like win the Super Bowl maybe once or twice a generation max. So it, betting the house into doing it is good. And secondly, they're really not that uncompetitive either. Like a few of their players got old, a few of them left they who they haven't been able to replace. That's kind of it. Like who else? Who else haven't they replaced? Odell Beckham. Well, who cares? Like they'll they'll get a receiver. That's not a problem. The Falcons, Colt, and Colts and Broncos are all fucked. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, that. I would say the one of the most like Nathaniel Hackett getting fired uh, on Christmas Day is fucking dark. Ooh. But you know, that's you such a at, curse. How big that loss was. Yeah. Like they, uh, so they they did a load of press thing, and they kind of refused to blame it on Russ. Now, I understand why you might want to do that, but the problem is, the problem is, I think, is that who are you going to convince to fucking be the coach? Because everyone can see that Russell is a problem. Like everyone can see that the team's not constructed well. Well, if they're not gonna, if they can't assure the new coach that they're going to do work on that, then like, what's even going to happen? Because the, the new coach is gonna who's gonna want to take that kind of chalice up? I don't think I think it's gonna be really hard for them to find a quality candidate. So I think they're I think they're fucked for a while. Uh Colts Well, again, unless they just throw money at it, like you pay Sean Payton fucking half a billion dollars. Yeah, right. Yeah. Him as, make him a <laughs> make him an honorary honorary Walton. Give him his own yeah. Walmart. And then jobs are good. Make him your coach. He's won a Super Bowl. Um but I mean, I think that the problem is with this team is when we've always we've said it the whole time is Russell Wilson's just awful, and he's yeah. guaranteed 
such astronomical money over the next couple of years that there's nothing that they can be done. He has to play every single game. So unless uh, the the, pro- the problem is sat right there, because also what, what you've got there is you've got like a substantial amount of your salary cap tied up in this one guy. So yeah. you can't even bring in extra guy like ways to improve him. Like it, they 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 can't, they went okay. We're a, we're a quarterback away from our. Uh, we're a quarterback away from our Super Bowl winning team. We've got a quarterback, and then the quarterback is beyond tanking. This is this is this is one of the most unbelievable. This is like oh, I don't know. I mean, there I can't really think of an English comparison of a team of a team picking a player up who's who's uh, fantastic, and then him just being un just him not being able to physically play American football. It's, it's, it's bananas. Um, I think maybe, Sh- I mean, Sean Payton, he's the guy. Maybe, yeah. maybe, I, maybe. I mean, it's just so they need like, they need a team because, so I've heard a lot of rumors that Wilson is just a total prick. Uh, we've discussed this before. Yeah. And yeah, like the players yeah. just like, just like actively dislike him. Like, I guess he must want to be one of those guys. And I think the thing is, is that there's so many weirdos who play in this game. And like so many like proper Romans who play, who I'm sure like you just get on with. So he must be a real like weird charisma void to, for them to not like have any truck with him. Because um, there, there were it's sort weird, of rumors like, about the charisma that. thing. Yeah, well, there were rumors about that even in the Seahawks days when the Seahawks were doing well. Yeah. You know that like Russell was actually like a difficult guy to work with, yeah. And like, but because they are winning, that kind of papers over those cracks. Um, Cardinals are fucked. Kyler Murray is has torn his ACL, I believe, and that's also probably his career because he was um that he was at that kind of prove it point of his career, and I think if he comes back after an ACL, he's he's gonna end up being like. I guess a sort of J- Jameis Winston guy, you know, a bit of a what if mm. guy, like capable, yeah. like he'll 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 be brought in as a backup for like a mid team, have some games where he's the starter and absolutely smash it, and then people will be like, and it will, will always be that like what if guy, you know. I yeah, hope he gets another chance. Guys, you know, hope he gets like... another chance, but he probably won't. Uh, Bears are not fucked. No. Bears are two and twelve. Sorry, Bears. Bears are three and twelve, and they are three and twelve entirely because the Chicago Bears organization ditched nearly all of their star defensive players on purpose. Like they've tanked, but they've tanked for a strategic for an obvious strategic reason, and that is because they know that they're going into the offseason with a QB who who looks exciting. Too early to say the real deal because most yes. of his like cool stuff is like about running, but he seems good. The team like him. He looks really exciting, and they know that they need to like plow. They've got tons of. I looked it up. They've got so many draft picks, and they've got tons and tons of cap space. So what they need to do, what they basically need to do, is just and they know they need. What they were basically doing is getting rid of any kind of cap issue they were going to have so yeah, they've got loads of draft picks way. yeah loads of draft picks loads of cap space and they're just going to plow it into building that they, they think they've got their guy but they don't have the team so they're just going to plow all those picks and cap space into like building the team around this new guy and that's you know that's just something that nfl teams do that's like a strategic thing it sort of sucks if you're playing for them because you know you've just like fucked yourself but i guess you at least know that they're they're the 
I guess like tanking is a weird thing. Doesn't really happen in other sorts because you can't jockey for this position. But they kind, I guess, at least everyone knows that they're doing it for a for the. They can see the future, and it looks like it could be good. I think you know, as as a team, as a fan of a team who has tanked before, um, if you if you go in knowing that the quarterback position is as good as covered, you. It's mm. it's a, so much more of a so much more of a, a missing piece than anything else. Obviously, because the quarterback position in NFL is like it's literally like no other position in any other sport, and no. because it's just so it's so powerful. And if you've got a guy like Fields, I think Fields is un- incredibly exciting to watch. I think he's very very talented. I think when he has thrown the ball, it's actually been pretty cool. It's just yeah. it's so hard to predict, um, uh, you know how it's gonna how it's gonna play out for them. But if there you go. Right, we have our guy. We have our quarterback. Um, let's just keep the ball. Let's just keep it down on the other side of the ball, uh, and let's make sure that he's got the tools at his disposal if he needs them. But then, yeah, I think there's 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 wins in that team, uh, particularly with him. And you you will get a, this this mobile quarterback thing. He is a version of Lamar Jackson. Uh, he is incredibly quick, and there's there's nothing that there's no way that's never going to be. There's so many negatives in what I just said. That's always going to be dangerous. Like, yeah. and then you just keep you just draft people. Uh, I'm I think that that this is going to be a short term issue for Chicago, um, and it's uh, yeah. And uh, also, the, you look at how some of the other teams in their division are like, you know, dropping off. Yeah, they know they need then to do it as well. Like, sorry. Yeah, I mean, like, so they're, they're in a they're in a division with the Packers and the Lions. Yeah, Packers are dropping off. I think the Vikings might be. I think they might be pretty decent for a while. Uh, I'm not going to say the NFC North is going to be some kind of power division in the same way that maybe like the AFC East is, but it's that's a very powerful division if they if those guys get back, get get back up. And I'm 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 honestly thinking I'm in the I think that Aaron Rodgers is probably going to leave Green Bay at the end of the year uh, just to get one big payday and go somewhere else. Uh, don't know where yeah. that's going to be, but let's say he goes there and there's a bit of a there's there's room there. There's a couple of there's a couple of wins in their in their division that the Bears can just easily pick up. I just feel like uh, the, the the NFC has a potential to, to maybe not be a power division, but like it's getting there, man. Like that that they're, they're a very good division, and the, the Bears the Bears um, the Bears have had a couple of bad coachings and stuff recently. But again, the biggest problem ultimately, and a lot's been like, oh, the coaches should have this, the coaches should have that. The biggest problem of ultimately is that their QB just wasn't good enough. And that's pretty much always... That's been the case for a long, long, long time. Like, who was the last Bears QB? Who was the last Chicago Bears quarterback that was, like, any good? Um, well, the last one who had a lot of staying power was Jay Cutler. Yeah, ex- that's it. That's exactly it. <laughs> Jay Cutler was their QB for ages. And... He was he was fucking awful. He played a season in Miami as well. And when I say play, he he barely moved. He, he used to t- really he used joking. to show up fat and that, and just like just be kind of tubby and just not bother. You know what? He wasn't even that bad, but he was that like. I mean, he he was very bad towards the end, but he wasn't like that bad for most of his career. But they the problem is is that he was good enough, but he was never going to do anything for them really. And in fact, so a, t- a, a team that's currently oh shit. So Trubisky obviously was there. Yeah, he Trubisky a good number of number of games. Yeah, but he was uh, never good enough. Like he's second yeah. in the Steelers, and their QB Kenny 
Plickett, Kenny Plimlet, Paddy. Pl- no, I'm thinking of Paddy. Plimlet, yeah, that like a fucking MMI guy. <laughs> a yeah. fucking Kenny Pimlet. Um, their quarterback. Their quarterback uh, is that is fucking like he's bad. Like he's not good, and like fucking Trubisky is second to him. So I don't, I don't like he's not I, good enough. Um, I mean, I don't think I don't think the Bears have had a good quarterback, maybe fucking ever. Like, so yeah, Rex Grossman. Like who was uh, the 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 Bears Super Bowl when they were got to the Super Bowl and what's his name returned the kick? Um, fucking, I forgot which which Super Bowl it is. Uh, mm. Colts, I want to say Super Bowl. Yeah, I am a yeah. Look at that, yeah. Bears, Bears, Colts. Oh, that was a really good. That was an all right Super Bowl. Who was the starting quarterback for that team? Um, it was the 2006 Chicago Bears. It was yeah. Ah, oh, fucking, I can't find it. I don't. Basically, yes, I think it might have been Rex Grossman. That was Lovey Smith as well, as we just said. Yeah, I noticed that like some Texans fans are it actually really. Uh, speaking of, uh, some Texans fans are actually genuinely upset that the Texans beat the Titans <laughs> because it puts them one game ahead of the Bears, and the bet, um, and it means that they're actually going to fuck up their draft position. That's a funny thing about tanking. Anywho, yeah, there's there's a couple of things like there's a couple um, of like butter, butterfly wing moments. Well, because they the really NFL. need a QB, so they need to go as high as possible. Even if they're not going to use it, they need to have it as a trading chip. Um, so I was so although looking at the current crop of QBs, there are there's no one who's lighting it up that I would be like you got to draft them. Um, I guess my so what I was saying about te- a team that's sort of good enough and doesn't have a good QB. I think the best example of that, honestly, is probably Tennessee Titans. They're in that position right now where their quarterback is fine. I mean, the thing is, he isn't. He's but he is. He's like the Meridian QB. Like he's basically, if you were to put all thirty-two, he'd be bang in the middle, right? Ryan Tannehill. Uh, Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, he's he's out with. I think he's got an ACL. Yeah. Um, oh, it's, so it's shit. Okay. Yeah. Well, so they're currently playing Malik Willis. Yeah. Who okay. I well, don't think I've ever heard of before. It, it, not that <laughs> he's shit. Yeah. Okay. Well, whatever. But like when when Ryan Tannehill is is healthy, they're roughly that position in that they are a team that is basically good enough. And this is what the Bears were for ages. The team is good enough to fucking be in the wild card or be just out of playoff contention. Um, And it's actually a really tough spot for you. Uh, Other team that is currently in that position is like the Commanders. Um, And again, the Seahawks are going to have that issue next year. Patriots too. Um, Like they're good enough. Uh, but they're not going to be in a position to nail to get the next star. You have to really suck to get the next star or be or un- unearth an incredible gem. Uh, weirdly, like Russell Wilson, uh, for those year- early years he was in with the Seahawks, you know, you, you've really, really got to. It's really difficult if your team is like in the middle because the rest, what often the reason for that is, is that the rest of your players are good, but your quarterback isn't. And so it's too, because they're so key, it's just so hard to, and I, so you can see why the Bears are, are happy to tank. They've they've known now, that they know enough now that they've got their guy. 
So they just need to like build the squad. Whereas before they were kind of mid. And it's yeah, just they could just yeah. never get a guy. They could never get a guy. And so they now have also, a I guy. Think, like Trubisky was a relatively early draft pick as well. So they kind uh, of took was. a chance on him being their guy. He was, so but they, they've... he was, but they fucking meme their way. Right. You know when you see like the weeks before the draft, very suddenly this random dude's name just starts getting mentioned. And then yeah. everyone's like, oh, but what if he's as good as Andrew Luck or whatever? And you're like, no, he isn't. He's by the way, he was the second pick, second overall pick. Wow. Um, he like that's mad. Yeah, and everyone. The thing is, everyone rated him as one of the best picks in the draft. Oh, but that, that was Patrick Mahomes' season. Yeah. But he just, it's one of those things, you know, when you just see these people getting put up and everyone knew that this year was not a good year for quarterbacks. That's the other thing. It really sucks when there's just no good candidates. Weirdly, it is the year that Patrick Holmes was drafted, but like, and Deshaun Watson. Um, But like, (laughs) I guess I don't really like that. There was no, like people weren't seeing it as a vintage year. And I, I don't know. It was just something like, he was getting pushed and it was so clear that he wasn't like the QBs from the year before or after. Uh, yeah. Like, I I guess, I think they had to trade up to get him and it's just not... Like, the other top players in the draft, if you look at them, like Miles Garrett, uh, like Christian McCaffrey, Mahomes, Mahomes. But then, yeah, I just... Mahomes was an interesting one because he he was obviously very good, but that the Chiefs really, really, really did a huge number on like having this racehorse squad, and like also they sat him for a year. They didn't need someone to come in straight away. They had a you know the the Chiefs were like in the playoffs the year before. They were really good, so they yeah. knew that they could just find a guy. I mean that's the other thing. Like if you're a team that a way round all of this. Me being like, oh, it's so hard, it's too hard. A way around all this is have your head coach be like a renowned quarterback expert coach who <laughs> who can like uh like a another example is like Kyle Shanahan, who's just a fucking I don't know what he does to these people. He's like a whisperer. I guess some people just have their own strengths, but he can just kind of he's so good at like building these strategies around the people that he's got. But I think that's you know. I think most people like that's a very that in itself is a that's as that's as a rare commodity as it as finding an elite QB in the draft. There's only like three or four guys who have who are able to do that, and they're all currently employed. So (laughs) that team, that team that like that that Mahomes came into is actually pretty cool. I mean, I want to talk about Nick Foles for a second. I mean, we we haven't really got onto the games for this week. But no, fucking Nick Foles, I was watching the games. Yeah, I was watching. I was like, I can't believe. It. So one of the key games, one of the best games of the week, I really think was Colts Chargers. Um, yes. In that it shows that I I think that you mentioned this last week. The Chargers are really coming into their own at the end of the season, which is exactly when you want to get hot. They are they they're getting players returning from injury. Uh, yeah. Joey Bosa is going to come back on D. Uh, they are fucking scary like nine and six they are a good team they've got an incredible amount of power 
Justin Herbert is looking really, really good. Made a bit of a mistake on that interception. Mm. But generally speaking, like, you know, when you've got Mike Williams and Keenan Allen both playing at top level, uh, the fantastic running back. Austin, Austin Eckler is underrated running back. Um, I think that they're a very, very good team. And I'd yeah. uh, be really, really excited when when they get... Uh, I mean, fucking Khalil Mack. Like, their defense is really, really good. And as soon as they get Joey Bosa back, we could potentially be looking at a Bosa Bowl, which I'd be fucking Oh, that'd be, for. that'd be amazing. Again, um, not to say to you guys you shouldn't bother like listening to the podcast and keeping up with the season, but basically, as we've banged the drum on since week one, the problem with the way the NFL is structured is it's quite a short season. And what that means is you have to get hot and healthy towards the end. That's basically, and that is the, the secret. There's no other secret. The secret is... Your team has to get hot and get healthy towards the end. Like the Jags are might might still miss out on the playoffs, but again, they're like a classic example of this. They're a team that was in trash for a while. Got hot, get healthy. Chargers were. A disappointing I don't think they're going team. to. I think I think the Jags are in. I think Jags I, are going. I think the Jags. In. I think the Jags will get out. Yeah. Um, I think Dolphins are out, um, and I think uh, I honestly think there's. Uh, I would say everyone up to the everyone up to the Bengals isn't safe for the Chargers. Mm. Charges, charges be. I would say they could be everyone on their day. Well, it, I, I don't think it'll be an easy game, but I think that other than the Chiefs and the Bills, I don't think they could. That potentially they could have a problem with every anyone on the in the in the playoffs. I'm I'm a really big fan of what they did against the Dolphins. Um, I'm a really big fan against what they did this week. Um, even though one of the teams that we did mention there is the Colts being pretty hopeless at four and ten and one. Yes, they are. They don't know what's going on at quarterback. Uh, Nick Foles, um, what, what a guy! Um, he three picks, one hundred forty-three yards. The Colts are in a lot of trouble, and um, yeah, I, I don't know what to say about that. But I think that generally, Chargers are going to have a great a great end of the season, and I'd be very very scared to play them again. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I I think they're great. Like the um, who is so I. Nick Foles is an interesting guy because obviously he has literally won the Super Bowl, and not yeah, that long he ago. single-handedly won. He single-handedly won the Super Bowl. It's um, so mad how is... this happens as well. Like these people, like every now and again, there's players like this who have a short period of time where they look fucking unstoppable. And like when Nick Foles won, everyone forgets how good. Everyone forgets how good he looks. And people were like writing, like you know, sports sports writers were like writing these like hagiographies about him because they were like he played in kind of a weird way, like they they, they were like he plays basically like a point guard, uh, but for football, and that he gets the ball out of his hand like super quick, and he kind of just like moves it around all the little play, all, and they had that kind of, again, they had a kind of ra- they had a kind of racetrack offense of like loads of really fast receivers and he'd just move them to and and tight and tight ends like Zach Ertz and then he'd just move the ball to them like super quick and keep people off their toes and they like I don't really know what happened next. I guess he went to an incredibly dysfunctional team. Um I, I'm a big fan of the 2017 Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, I think that it was a kind of once in a lifetime thing that happened to them. the the play that if if Nick Foles is remembered for one thing it's going to be the Philly special which is the trick play that he they did on the, on the Patriots oh my God, yes <laughs> but he he also like everyone also forgets that in that season as as the backup quarterback few few games before the end of the season um he 
he uh, I think he was like he nearly set the 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 single game touchdown record, but he got benched because he was just like they they were winning out they were winning so high that they were like well we kind of sh- we should sit you down in case yeah. you get injured. <laughs> um, and I'm pretty sure that was against the Rams. Oh, I can't remember, but yeah, it's then the guy gets to the Super Bowl and fucking wins it. And, in, and, and then by the now, way, and that was one of, after that. That was one of the best Super Bowls I've ever seen as well. Like it was really good. It was a really, really fun game. It was so good. <laughs> like it's just it's so it's so bizarre that he then just then and then just nothing happens. Um, I guess a lot of it must must have been that again the, the Eagles had an amazing squad that year. Um, they were co- their coach was really good, and it all kind of it's one of those things where it all just came together for a little run at once. Very cool. It's kind of sad. Uh, the, the, those the Carson Wentz was the guy that was replaced by Nick Foles. It's like oh wow, like it's 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 almost a like a trivia question in the future. That's like, so right. Nobody it's so would have mad. thought that to happen. It's so mad as well how fast things can change because Carson Wentz was for the Eagles like seen as like the new as the next coming, the like the biggest thing that's ever happened to them. And he really was like that season when he went down, everyone was like, You're so fucked. He's so good. And again, yeah. he's also just gone on and done absolutely nothing. Bizarre. Yeah. Right. Uh, so games this week. Uh, let's talk about Dallas Cowboys for the Eagles. Yeah, let's do it. Um, what were you going to say? It was a very, don't worry, we'll deal with that later. Um, <laughs> Dallas Cowboys Eagles was a very, very good game. Um, I, I like it. Minshew, he's back. Yeah. He will get a chance uh, to start next season for someone, I reckon. Uh, maybe. I think he's he knows his place. I think I'd be very happy if I was him, uh, potentially. I mean, if Philadelphia Eagles win the Super Bowl. What else mm. really could you achieve as a Gardner Minshew? Three fifty-five, two touchdowns, and two interceptions. Uh, they are fucking brilliant. Now, what's interesting about this is I think it took, you know, two interceptions. Uh, mm. Both teams were, were played pretty fast and loose with possession of the ball. Yeah, uh, I think this shows more about the Eagles being actually really good than the Dallas Cowboys being really, really good. Because putting forty points on the Eagles, yes, with a standing. You know, quarterback and the game and the season's mm-hmm. already over. Um, I think if the Cowboys wanted to make a statement, maybe don't concede thirty points, thirty-four points to. Garden yeah, Minshew. see, that's it, right? Like, the, the, I, I guess my view is that it's not great on either team in as much as they considered that many points going into the playoffs. But if that is the the Cowboys' statement win, then yeah, maybe don't, maybe don't concede thirty-four points to, to Minshew. Um. The Eagles are really good. Prescott with an interception, a, a really silly yeah. interception. If I get any, uh, if we get any from, comments, uh, by the way, being like, "Oh, you're just Cowboys haters," yes, yeah, Co- I don't yeah, like correct, them. correct. I don't care for them. I don't like Dak Prescott. Never, never have been. But I mean, they've got a lot of good. They, it's, to be honest, you you want to have this game potentially. I think it was slated and advertised as, "Oh, this is the dress rehearsal for the NFC Championship game." Maybe yeah. it is. But I think if the, when that game happens, I think the Eagles will be a lot better and, and the Cowboys will be uh, shocked, to say the least. It's kind of like the Eagles were playing at 60%, 70% maybe. The Cowboys were playing all out. This was this is the game to win. And yeah, you put 40 points on them. Give them mm. a, a team only their, their, what, their second loss of the season. 
But did you really beat the Eagles? Like it's different when you beat someone at the beginning of the season, or, or but now on Christmas Eve, yeah, come on now. Mm. I, no, uh, I I think it's I think if Gardner Gardner wins a super good wins a Super Bowl ring, that would be uh, that'd be fucking great for him. Uh, he's hilarious, and I think he's fine. Um, and I think that it's, he's that's the kind of guy you want to sat you want sat behind your uh, your your star new kid. Uh, mm. Jane Hurst, you know, Jane Hurst, they win the Super Bowl. Jane Hurst should be the MVP. A uh, lot of chat around the league at the moment about if uh, he is injured and he does take a couple of games off, does he deserve to be the MVP? Yes. And I think people who, think, yeah, I think people who don't think that are dickheads and they're wrong. Uh, uh, the firstly, is, is fucking machine. I'm going to be a little bit of a nerd here, but MVP, uh, and it's, it's amazing how many fans don't actually know this, seem to know this, but MVP is entirely about regular season. Um, it's not about playoffs. It's all regular season achievement. And on that oh. basis, no one else comes close. Um, I know this because, yeah, like, I agree. maybe, I mean, maybe uh, Mahomes, I guess, would become, would come close, I would say. Yeah, but he's not going to get it. The, the, the reason he's not going to get it, right, is because he's such a known quantity and there'll be, uh, and that, that shouldn't make a difference, but it does. Um, they will give it to. So I, I remember this because the year Rogers won it, everyone's like, they were like one and done in the playoffs. And the same is true of the year Lamar won it. It's not about that. It's about regular season. Um, so he he if he doesn't win it, I'll be stunned. The other the the other thing is uh, the only thing is I would love to see a non QB win it. Um, yeah. And this year there have been some absolutely stunning cases. Like for example, actually I would make a case that. Luke McCaff, um, that uh, so Luke McCaff, Christian, Christian McCaff, McCaffrey. <laughs> yeah. um, in terms of most valuable player, genuinely, he is absolutely is the most, the valuable, most player. valuable player. And the reason is because just because that based on based on the sample size of the 49ers pre-McCaffrey and 49ers post-McCaffrey, including now that they're down to their fucking final QB. Like he is that good. Um yeah. now that's not I mean, really that fair game, on the their coaching game, and all this, but me. like yeah, that's not necessarily fair on all the coaching and all that that they they put in, but like him adding that extra weapon makes them so hard to stop that yeah, I, I genuinely would make a case for him. Um, he's actually a, a player that people have made a, tried to make a case for before as well. It's all kind of based around that sort of the intangible, the team without him would just be like a lot worse. Um, I think I would also, I think I could also make a really good case for Justin Jefferson um, for the Vikings. Like, unbelievable player. I would say Justin Jefferson for me. I mean, he's he's fantastic. He's putting up some incredible numbers. Um, I think it's about time. I mean, did Aaron Rodgers deserve to be the MVP last season over Cooper Cup? No fucking way. Like no. I think Cooper Cup, you know, Cooper Cup with the triple crown. I love receiver, and I think that Justin Jefferson is the best. Um, and it's quite obvious that he's the best now. Um, just statistically, absolutely unplayable. Um, yeah, good game for the yeah, good game again for the Vikings this week. Uh, but yeah, I think it's got to be Christian McCaffrey. And you think about just how absolutely frightening they are, forty nines are across the board, particularly with Brock Purdy in. Um, and all it really took was an extra. Like people weren't weren't that hot on the forty ers George Kittle is just ticking over just so nicely. I mean, he one hundred and twenty yards and two touchdowns. Mm. 
I I'm I really would like to see them. Um, I'd like to see them go up against the Cowboys and humiliate them because the oh, Cowboys yeah. Cowboys Forty Nine is a big game of American football like forever. Like and that's a good game, and I I'd watch the shit out of that. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, I'd say Christian McCaffrey or, or Justin Jefferson if you're not going for a QB. But if you're going for a QB, I think it's got to be Jalen Hurts. I yeah. love him. Uh, and I think it sucks. I really hope that when he does come back, he's going to be full pace. And this is just like a precautionary rest. Um, mm. I know he's, he is hurt, but like he's got a strange shoulder. But, you know, we you want we, where we're now. What's so tragic seeing quarterback go down like that because you're, you're in this bit of the season where you're like, you're so excited for some of these big games that could be like go down mm. historically as exciting things. You want these teams to be at hundred uh, percent. You want these star players to to come out and shine uh, and you want these star players to come out and beat the Cowboys. Mm. Absolutely. Well, right. What else happened? So yeah, so, I mean, I, I, the, the, the 49ers, the, the 49ers commanders game yes. was fantastic. And it's another showing of just how much poise Brock Purdy has in the pocket. Uh, I think that they said this last week. I think there's definitely going to be some uh, some movement at quarterback. Hmm. This throws a huge amount of of crazy shit into the mix. Um, whether or not this guy is amazing, which I think he is, I think he's he's got the eye and he's got the accuracy. That I genuinely hmm. think he's a great quarterback and he could start absolutely anywhere. What that does is it means there's an extra guy out there now to trade because he's. And so it doesn't matter if that guy is actually Brock Purdy or it is uh, Jimmy G. Um, maybe they don't. They don't want to stick with their other guy. The guy, oh, fuck it, his name is now always going goes out of my head. Um, what are you talking about? The quarter, the quarterback for the 49ers. Oh, Brock Purdy. No, the other guy, the guy who went out early doors. Jimmy Garoppolo. The the, the first guy. Oh my god, that's, the, that's such a long. It feels like it's a, such a, this is such a long Fucking season. Oh my god! Trey yeah. Lance, Trey Lance, Trey so Lance. I was play yeah. Well. So next next week, well, maybe not next week. So I'd like to surprise. Yeah, like I think that it'd be very difficult to name every single quarterback in the NFL who started week one. I just can't because mm. like it just pops into my brain. Like so, would would he be able to? Would he replace Trey Lance? If not, would Trey Lance move on? Uh, mm. maybe Jimmy G just fucking retires. Like, I don't know. Like, it's it's an interesting team, and I think that that if it's not this season, it's next season. Uh, but yeah, it could get really could get really tense there when 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 Trey Lance comes back because he was a high draft pick, very, very talented. Um, and whether or not he can still do it after his horrible knee injury, and you're watching this guy come back. Mm. You know, new kid come in. I think the problem is it. the problem is is that um the Around the NFL podcast made a good point about this, but they said that um, the the coach of the 49ers uh, kind of tend, has this thing where he sort of falls in love with a guy and just like, starts moulding things around him. And you, that's definitely happening with, with Brock Purdy. I don't see that he, especially if the 49ers go deep in the playoffs, I don't see that he doesn't want to keep it going for a bit longer. Um, I say the man is Kyle Shanahan. Again, he's another sort of yeah. renowned. He's another renowned sort of offensive mind, you know, of in in much the same way uh, as Kelly is, um, you, you know, or he's one of those guys who's a renowned sort of QB whisperer who'll just mold these guys. 
and I just don't I, I don't see that he want like I don't see that he would want to do I, I, I don't see that he wouldn't want to keep him. So I think it's really interesting. Yeah. I, I don't that like I, I feel really bad about um I feel quite bad for for oh my god, I've forgotten him too. Trey Lance, that's it. Trey Lance. Trey, we're literally never gonna remember him because but you know what? He could like it, it doesn't like it, it could end up that he comes back, looks good, healthy, and the 49ers can just ship him for a load of fucking draft picks and just carry on their dominance. That's the sort of that's the sort of thing where you want it's a really good position to be in. Like the Rams are gonna go into next season with um now, yeah, the Broncos are horrible, but the Rams still put 50 points on them. So the Rams are about to go into the next season with Matt Stafford and Baker Mayfield. And I think that's a nice position to be in. You know, we were talking about how the Rams are going yeah. to do all right. That's nice. Like, he seems the to... The returning, Cooper Cup's coming back. Yeah, know, Sean like... Mervey, again, another one of those offensive whisperer kind of like, we'll work around the guy's strengths. Guys, um, there's no world where Matt Stafford is healthy for the whole of next season either. If Baker Mayfield is smart, he doesn't, doesn't even think about trying to parlay this into a deal with another team. If he's smart, yeah. he stays knows that he's going to ride the bench for Stafford and knows full well that Stafford is getting injured at some point. Like, that's just... Yeah. Like, just what happens. Um, but the 49ers look unbelievable. They're really good. The Vikings are other, the other top team. So the Bills actually look surprisingly shaky. They do, they st- but it's weird that that's shaky. They still put 35 points on the Bears. That yeah, so again, this is sort of why the Bills, the Bills and the Chiefs are those are both the same as they were last couple of years, where there were games where they didn't play well, but then you look at the score and you go, hang on, what the fuck? They scored like 35, 40 points. And you're like, I swear the eye test of it was that they didn't play well. You know, they seem to be yeah, not yeah. <laughs> coming off the back. Yeah, I mean, like Alan was making some weird choices. Um and it's it seems like they were just doing whatever it took to um, for it, it to not happen. <laughs> two interceptions, Chiefs, 172 yeah. yards. Won't surprise you that the Chiefs Everything also handily won. Like, um, yeah, of course, the Chiefs won. It, the Bills are a bit like that. In this, I know that the Bills have had a few losses this year, but it's like that they shouldn't have taken, and they've looked kind of shaky. But again, like, and I know that you've. You've put it out there that you think they're a bit of a paper tiger in as much as if you yes. can take their um you put it out there that you think that if you if if the Bills can have um if the Bills can have like one of their top receivers, like well basically Stefan Dix taken away, they're very difficult. They 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 look kind of shaky. And again, they can't and the, the, the Bears, to be fair, kind of did do that. And the Bills still put up 35 on them. Um, but yeah, but I think the Bears, I think the, are, the Bears the Bills defending was, was is terrible. The Bears week. can't defend; like they've they've got rid of every yeah. defender, so it doesn't really. It's a difficult. It's difficult to really gauge. I think they were kind of playing it like a training game. Like essentially, yeah, they were defending against a very good. Run, but the Bills just put it on the ground and they started running, and that's kind of scary in that they were quite they quite easily changed how they were going to play their game and they just became ground mm. heavy and just pounded it down. Now, I think the Bills' season rests entirely on getting the number one seed. Like I think Bengals beat them, Chiefs beat them. Um, at some, they, they both can beat them. Uh, it's it's just it's whether or not they're going to be at home because nobody wants to go to Buffalo. It's really fucking horrible at the moment. Uh, Dolphins played okay a couple of weeks ago, but 
realistically, that kind of shit isn't going to phase Cincinnati. It's not going to phase phase Kansas City. And I think that they actually lose to both of those teams uh, away from home for sure. Mm. At, at home, it's going to be 50-50. It's going to be a bit of a toss-up. Uh, but I think they've... I can't really... The Bills haven't really come up against any kind of, you know, really, 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 really good teams. Uh, they lost against the Dolphins and they showed quite well that they were able to adapt quite quickly to that. And now they just hit a nice stride. But I think if you play the Chiefs, you're fucked. Uh, I think that the the thing the big difference is is if you throw two interceptions against the Chiefs, you're not coming back from that. Like it's over. So if you're throwing two interceptions against the fucking the fucking Bears. Come on, like this is these this isn't the time to be making mistakes. I think that they will be looking at themselves and they'll 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 have noticed that. I think they're the kind of team mm. where they go, okay, well there's a problem. Let's see if we can get this like hammered out of us before the end of, before the the season. Um, I think they've they've also got two games where they kind of it's now at the point where they could have rested, and I think now that because the, there's no there's no way the Chiefs aren't going to potentially win out. The race for that number one seed is very important for 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 I think more for the Bills than it is for the Chiefs, uh, because if that if the AFC Championship is going to be uh, anywhere other than Buffalo, Buffalo are fucked. Yeah, yeah. Uh I don't know. Uh, the the Bills and the Chiefs, I just don't trust. I I think maybe maybe I'm just trusting here. I just don't trust that they're bad. Like I, uh, the Chiefs are definitely good. You know, again, like the the Chiefs are one of those teams where it's like. It's, from week one, it's just like don't believe they're bad ever. If they're in the Super Bowl, completely unsurprising. Weirdly, we can't even have any good narrative about it until such time as they're until the playoff games when they do something sick, which they will. Yeah, I'm officially ready for that to happen. Um, so let's talk about the Jags. Fucking brilliant, brilliant performance on Thursday night football against the Jets. Oh my god. The Jets- Jets are shite, and I'm stoked. And I told everyone, everyone told me, Zach Wilson, uh, <laughs> 92 yards and interception, and then that was the end of his career. Uh, they're now just making sure uh, that White is uh, relatively... Can, if he can stand up, he's going to start over these guys. Never even heard of the guy Chris Strevler. Strevler, some fucking dude yeah. they got to, to play quarterback for the Jets. Three points in the game, and then... Uh, Trevor Lawrence just getting it done. Two twenty nine. They're going to roll. Mike White. They're gonna, they've got to. They've got to yeah, roll. I mean, they have to. Mike White's going to. Uh-huh. Mike White also is going to be that guy who's like, "Oh fuck it, I'm just going to keep going." So they they did the Dolphins a favor. Uh, Steelers did the Dolphins a favor on Christmas by uh, by beating the Raiders. The Titans lost. That also gave the Dolphins. Still, mm. it's weirdly enough, it's still in the Dolphins' hands whether it's got whether or not they want to go to the playoffs. Now, I'm a Dolphins fan. I watched the Packers game. And I unfortunately have come to the conclusion that maybe Tua isn't actually very fucking good at American football. <laughs> and I'll tell okay, you that's why. Interesting. Now, okay. I don't want I don't I also don't think that we're quite ready with the with Mike McDaniel to be our, to be the coach who's gonna take us there. He's got amazing potential and mm. he's exciting, but this isn't the season. And I would rather the Dolphins not get to the playoffs because it it, it it'll get it's a bit humiliating when you just get absolutely tonked in the mm. playoffs. Now the Packers beat the Dolphins quite comfortably and also i'd say dolphins need to get rid of the fucking uh defensive coordinator because this like constant stupid amounts of um uh blitzes bend don't break isn't working um dolphins uh lost by six points uh, at the half potentially if the dolphins had made a few interesting decisions when it came come to third down calls they probably could have been two or three possessions up by the half they didn't we ended up losing the game why 
Tua. Mm. Tua threw three interceptions and they were shocking interceptions. And why they were shocking is he didn't just throw the ball towards a guy and it get intercepted. He completely misread a route that one of the receiver the receiver was running twice and just threw it directly to the guy who was there, which tells me he's not reading the game at all. And it's really, really worrying how you look at some of these stats. I was I was looking at the stats uh because I'm a nerd just before uh, at the half. And Jalen Waddle, uh, so okay, even now, Jalen Waddle, 143 yards for five receptions. Fuck me, that's banging, right? That looks amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's actually it's actually not good. The Dolphins rely too much on big plays and they don't have anything in the short term. We had no idea what we were doing on third down. We had no idea the the fucked up a few um mm. uh, force down calls. Uh there's very little the Dolphins have on uh in in kind of general day-to-day gameplay like you know monday to thursday afternoon they're shit and then friday afternoon in the evening they're like fuck yeah that's like if the game was a week i didn't that didn't make any sense anyway i'm annoyed now now it's come out tour he fucking banged his head and that's his third third concussion yes i was about so i i sort of wanted to i was gonna let you just talk about your team and how bad you thought they were but I just kind of, in my head, I was like, I wonder if you've seen, but of course you've seen, two is in concussion protocol again now. Yeah. He it, doesn't play again. He, he doesn't play again this season. Like he, did it, they, you, I think it would, nah. So this sort of went under the radar a little bit. And it's weird that it went under the radar a bit because of the the laser focus of attention after his horrific one at the start of the season. Um, and it's this. So apparently he so he pretty openly said that family members of him have been like, do you still really think you should be playing? Uh, like football full stop. If he has another concussion, there I think that you might find that sadly his career is just doesn't ever really get going. And all you're gonna end up with is these memories of a few like really amazing games. Um, yeah. And that's a really sad very thing. Sad. One of those things that happens, but like, honestly, like that, that's n- having another concussion this season, this quick soon yeah. after his last one is like, I mean, it, this sounds so asinine. Of course it's not good, but it, it like, it's like really not good. Like really, really, really not good in terms of like yeah. f- him having a career full stop. Um, him being able to go to the toilet by himself. Like it's fucking yeah. horrible. I feel like it also the, the weird thing about this concussion is like it they show I've seen the video of when it happened, but I think nobody really knows what's going on with concussions. Like even the players don't really know because he was fine for the, other than obviously playing badly. He was fine for the rest of the game. And then he goes to work the next day and he's like, uh, right. So I can't really see bright light and I've got a headache all the time, but I'm really tired, but I can, can't really sleep. And they're like, oh yeah, so you've got another concussion. Mm. I feel so bad for the guy, but and I, I've defended him so much, and people say that you know he's not like cut out to be in the NFL. He's too small and stuff. Maybe this shows that yeah, maybe he can't quite hang with the big guys. And yeah, if you if if you, if every time you get hit by if you every time you get hit, you slam the back of your head into the ground. Ah, oh, I don't know what to tell you. Like it's sad because you know on his day. With Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, it's been absolutely breathtaking. But fuck, like I, it, he he cannot play another game this season. Even if the Dolphins yeah. sneak into the playoffs, he cannot play another game in this season, and it's tragic. Uh, so I don't. The reason why I don't want the Dolphins to get into the playoffs 
is because I don't want the Dolphins to have to fucking play him. Because that let's say we let's say so the the, the Dolphins playoff um, picture is essentially if you beat the if you beat the Patriots and you beat the Jets, you're in. If you beat one of them but the other one loses, you're in. Uh, essentially, we can still we can if we win out, it's in our hands. We're in. If we win one, lose one, it's in somebody. We have to rely on another result. We can still get in. Let's say we get in, and let's say there's a there's a game, and it's then that's potentially a month away from this concussion. And he's like, "Hey, man, I feel better." And the Dolphins are like, "Oh shit, it's a fucking a divisional playoff game." It would be tragic if he goes in and gets a fourth concussion. So. I don't want the Dolphins to get in the playoffs simply because I don't want them to have to make that decision. Yeah. Yeah, I I think you... I, to be honest, I think I agree. Like, And also, I really, like, objectively, as a non-Dolphins fan, I really, really, like, as much as I want to see you happy with the Dolphins smashing in the playoffs, I really want to see the Jags make it. Like, of all the kind of story... Yeah. Un- unfortunately, our big storyline of Lions win out is no longer true. That's not going to happen. It is what it no, is. No, they play um, quite shite. Uh, but now the Pan- now Panthers win out. Now I'm all in the Panthers game. Imagine if the fucking Carolina Panthers get in over the over the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who found a way to win in overtime against the Cardinals, uh, because I mean, be Brady so had a shocking game. Um, um yeah, f- fuck him. And then that was also uh, JJ Watt's last ever home game. So the Panthers uh, so have Panthers have Bucks and Saints left. Um, Panthers. So it's so weird how the Panthers the Panthers basically did everything, got Donald in, did, then did everything they could do to get rid of him. And then, weirdly, it's like fallen back to him and he's done fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't really... Right. I mean, that's a shit division. And they 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 win, yeah. if they win two more games, they're in. I'd yeah. rather see them in than, uh, than the the um, than the Saints. Who I had a cool love, game. You I, know? Would, I would love them to beat the Bucks and the Saints. I, I've... Fear that the Bucks are starting to sort of tremble into shape, but I think luckily for us, the NFC is too good for them to actually oh, yeah, go. They're, they're going to get absolutely like, like if they have to play any of the top the top four, they'll get smoked. Like it's fine. There's um, nothing, nothing to worry about there. It's just annoying that they're that they're there. It is what it is. It's just annoying. Like the um the speaking of JJ, what has just retired. Yeah, Pops up to that guy legend. because JJ Watt is just unbelievably good. Those seasons where he was defensive player of the year, like multiple seasons, uh, in that run where at the Houston Texans, they were doing people were pointing out just how good he was. Because so th- there's kind of ridiculous statistics that so he has the um JJ Watt has um he has a ridiculous amount of records. Uh, he's he's had got like 101 sacks in his... 111, That's actually. so many. Uh, and oh. he... The thing is, is that the, the crazy thing about him, and I'm going to just say so again, that I, I imagine most people who listen to this podcast know a little bit about this game, but he did it as a defensive tack... Uh, sorry, defensive end um, and defensive tackle which on and he did it his most prolific years were at the Houston Texans where they played a 3-4 defense which meant which and I'm going to try and explain the best I can what this means without having to draw diagrams but basically a 3-4 defense means you've got three on the line and then four linebackers at the back right um 
now and then a 4-3 and these are these are the basic kind of setups there are other formats that you can play uh there's also the other cool one is 4-3 where there's four guys on the line and then three linebackers at the back now in a 4-3 what you do is you got two kind of guys in the middle um and their job is to is to take up as much of the opposing the opponent's line offensive lines kind of space as possible and then you've got kind of two edge guys and their role is to push around the edge and kind of get to the quarterback and then in a in a three four traditionally you got three guys on the line and then you got four linebackers and those three guys on the line take up pretty much the whole of the opponent's offensive line and then the four linebackers are there to either have an extra guy in coverage or a guy blitzing or something like that most of the time when you've got sack specialists on your line, you're playing a 4-3 because you need two guys to take up their line and then you get the sack specialists who are there just to get to the QB who come around the edge. JJ Watt managed it on a 3-4. That is ridiculous. Yeah. That meant that they're they that what all that meant is all they had that if they could put any amount of resource into stopping and they could put they normally double team there'd usually be at least two linemen whose job was just stop this guy because there are enough players that they could do it and he still got the sack record that is unbelievable he's so good yeah uh, he's one of the top Absolutely three chilling, man. he's got one i think he's one of the top three he he's hit the top he's in the top three um, I believe Lawrence Taylor has the most. He has the second most. And the third is his brother, TJ Watt, who plays for the Steelers. Yeah. Uh, and some Steelers fans will tell you he's better, but he isn't. TJ Watt does it again. The TJ Watt does it in a 4 3 on the end of the line. Um, he's yeah. TJ Watt is still really, 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 really unbelievably good. Uh, a little pop quiz there is a third Watt who plays in the NFL. What's his name? Uh, no idea. I forgot. Yeah, like his Dan or something. Yeah, his name is Derek, and he fucking Derek. Um, yeah, <laughs> his name is Derek Watt, and he plays fullback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I think it's really it's funny when you see the three of them because Derek kind of looks a bit like them, but just like a bit fat, you know. And it's you know when you see like, like a fullback, yeah, and you right whenever you see like um you know when you see like kind of sporty families where there's like you know there's like three brothers and they've all played for like the school rugby team right and they'll always be it pretty much always works out this way there's always like two that are like you know properly like chiseled athletes and there's one that's just like a bit fat you know <laughs> like he was just never yeah. you know he was on the team but he was never like quite as good as the other two like Derek White is like that and he'll never be remembered apart from for being the brother of TJ or JJ Watt but he is still literally in the NFL like he he's literally in the NFL still. He's that good. Um, I mean, to be honest, the Steelers, it's not the end of the world for the Steelers. I think they could put a team together. Imagine if like it'd be interesting if Derek Watt won a Super Bowl, which isn't out of the realm of possibility. And no. uh JJ never did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> but be- yeah. I mean it is kind of wild. Like they they they're both they're both really good. There's who are what other brothers are in the NFL? There's quite a few. There's uh, Equinemius uh, the, and the, Brown, the Diggses, Ah, uh, the Stefan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what does Stefan Stephon Diggs' brother is a really good cornerback, isn't he? He yeah. plays for the Cowboys. Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon Diggs. Oh, oh, a, he's he's a really good. One. Darius Diggs. Is he playing uh, the NFL? Yeah, there's a. Yeah. Uh, no, I just think he's. Oh uh, yeah, he's a defensive back. 
I don't know who he plays for. He plays for no one. He's in college or whatever. I can't find him. What the him, fuck? Travis Kelsey's brother. Yeah, Travis Kelsey's brother's the lineman for. Uh, the oh, he's Eagles a line. Oh, yeah, of course absolute, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a beast. absolute monster. <laughs> yeah, he's really good. I don't know why I've don't know why I've missed him. So um, there's uh, Shaquille and Shaquem Griffin. Uh, they were there for played for the Seahawks. That's quite a few, man. So the big one and is the Courtes are good. Yeah, yeah. The classic ones were obviously Payson and Eli. Um, the Gronkowski's there, but then only Rob was like really good. Um, yeah, and then but yeah, the um, Mannings, the Manning family is the the, the absolutely. Oh, the Bosas, Joey and the other guy. Bosa. Of course, of course, because there's, good, there's a Bosa. chance we might get Bosa yeah. ball. Yeah, we actually mentioned that. I mean, yeah, I we literally mentioned crazy. that at the start of the. Um, Start of the yeah, that's 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 kind of interesting. There's a few. There's been a few. What's interesting about right. the Bosas? I like I like how the Bosas like for the most part these guys roughly play like the same ish position. Yes, like so like outside linebacker, defensive end. Yeah, that's close enough. Like they kind of have. It's you would potentially get. Um, you would potentially be able to get the Diggses playing against each other. And I'm not 100% sure mm, if Stefan's yeah. ever lined up against Trayvon, which I'd yeah. like to see. Uh, but you wouldn't really be able to get um, any other any other teams like directly playing against each other. Like, I think Ma- the Mannings played each other a couple of times, yeah. uh, but it's um, they never... Obviously, you'll never have a quarterback hit another quarterback. But um, yeah, yeah let's, fing- fingers crossed for Bosa Bowl. But I'd also like to see if like... I mean, if it's a Cowboys... Bills fight like at Super Bowl. That would be fucking cool. Yeah, that'll be that'll be really good. Right? Is there anything else we want right, to cover? Uh, what do we want to cover? No, I just week? like uh, so interestingly. I, I like. I did like the Vikings game. They were really good. There, the the kicker hit um, a sixty-one yard field goal. Greg Lit. Joseph. Uh, no, sorry, sixty-one yard walk-off uh, field goal to beat the the, the playoff chasing Giants. Uh, Dalvin Cook's absolutely spectacular. Justin Jefferson, 133 yards and a touchdown. Uh, TJ Hawkinson did one of the best uh, receptions I've ever seen out of tight end. Uh, one-handed grab for a touchdown in the end zone. Mm. Vikings are cool. I just don't think they're as cool as the other guys in that division. Um, but yeah, that's that's it. Uh, we talked about the fucking Dolphins. Uh, yeah, we'll see when that plays out. Um, let's just go through Nick Foles. Um, a lot of teams playing deep shots on fourth down, which I think is fucking cool. I think that's exciting. Um, the the a lot of teams are re- this is the bit of this season where people are going all in. They know that their season is nearly over and they need to basically uh, leave leave nothing on the field. Mm. And by doing that, people are like throwing like hail marys on fourth down with time left. Like they so, just need to score points. That's kind of cool. Um. I've read often, you know how often actually the statistics um, in the NFL suggest that you should be more aggressive more often, but uh, coaches with jobs on the line and, you know, the emotion of it often trends conservative, Uh, even in, and so for example, the classic one was a few years ago when people were like, all the stats were like, you should go for it on fourth down, like way more than you do. Um. And like a few teams embrace it, but like it's still the case that most teams don't. Um, I I think that if you looked into it, you'd probably find that like chucking a really deep pass on fourth down has a way higher completion percentage than like perhaps teams would ever dare attempt it. 
Yeah. Uh, like I think it would end up, I think it'd be worth it like more. And um, there's a couple of really good, uh, there's a couple of times I've seen this done where I think what it is, is just that like coaches can always already see what happens if it goes wrong. Like the fans, like why the hell would you ever try that? What the hell? You're an idiot. But that's not the facts. I think the facts would probably support you doing it like more than you do. Um, uh, ultimately, I like it. Yeah, I like it too. And ultimately with a, the thing is with the passing play is I think a lot of NFL um a lot of NFL viewers, because the long pass is more spectacular, also see it as more inherently risky. But I don't think that's necessarily true. I think if a guy's open, he's open. Like, and I think the Q yeah. and if the QB has time to hit him, it whether the ball goes 10 yards, like 15 yards or two yards, is not actually that is not really it's basic like pass plays are inherent have their own inherent risk because there's like several things that can go wrong like you can miss you can miss throw it you can miss time it you know and that also the other guy has to catch it but like once you've committed once you've decided you're doing a pass play i'm not sure it's actually inherently risky like i think if the guy's open he's open basically um yeah i may be on wrong but like i feel like that's probably right (laughs) yeah um so next week uh so next week just like some of the cool games dolphins patriots huge game uh for the afc east and the playoff picture there um bucks panthers come on panthers let's do that uh chiefs broncos chiefs are going to score a thousand points on the broncos uh we've got um texas uh sorry texans jags yep come on jags let's do that mm. seahawks jets let's get uh, let's get their jets lost i mean i don't really want the, the dolphins in but who knows uh 49ers raiders are pretty interesting because if raiders turn up it might be a close game uh packers vikings packers could ruin the vikings um fucking day with that i think that He's he's looking he's looking old school is is Aaron Rodgers and he he looked like he was quite vindicate vindictive uh, against the Dolphins, uh, Ravens and Steelers obviously anything can happen in that game a little bit of Sunday night football there uh, but obviously Steelers are out of it and Ravens are quite comfortably in it. Mm. Big game of the week is of course uh, the Bengals versus the Bills and this is where we see whether or not the Bills and the Bengals are actually like w- that is a huge game for the AFC and that is yeah. the game I think everyone's going to be looking at. Uh, who's going to be there, who's going to be potentially coming up against... I mean, Bill's the top of the pile at the moment, but I think Chiefs are the better team. So we'll see who's going to be... who, who out of those two is going to come out on top. Um, and that's the penultimate week. Um, I think those are the games I would check out. I think what we've got left is NFL player name of the week. Uh, and I would think it's going to go to Ray Ray McLeod. Uh, Ray Ray McLeod. Ray Ray McLeod, he is the uh, San Francisco 49ers receiver who actually had a fantastic game this week um, with, uh, you know, as not necessarily the number one choice. Um, he was playing his great, great uh, day on his feet mm. and 71 yards and a touchdown uh, from the number three shirt number, which doesn't make any sense because uh, what are you, a kicker? Uh, but yeah, he's a good player. And I think Ray Ray McLeod sounds like a superhero uh, NFL player, superstar. Um, so yeah, two more weeks yeah. left. This is it. <laughs> Happy New Year! Let's, oh yeah, oh yeah. fucking yes! NFL on New Year's Day. Get the fuck in. Let's have that. Yeah, fucking right. All right. Uh, All right. See-, see you later, guys. Like, follow, guys. share, and subscribe. Send us your tweets and that. We need to do that more. Yeah, we 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 are terrible marxists. <laughs> tweet us. Tweet us. Do that stuff. All right. All right. See, see you guys. later, guys. Have a lovely Bye. week. Bye-bye. Bye bye.